Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. That was awesome, Jamie. That's, I never knew that. I didn't know you had your own healing ministry in Africa. The, uh, you know, some people sort of think that you need great faith to pray for someone and, and for God to use you, but you only had a little bit. And, uh, but you're obedient to a little bit of faith and obey God and He'll do the rest. And uh, you can have great faith and don't obey God and nothing will happen. And so faith and obedience work together. I want to share just for a few minutes tonight before we close about faith and boldness, more so about boldness, and share a story with you that when I thought about uh, the subject or the topic for tonight, straight away thought of this story um, that maybe some of you have read well known. The background of the story is that in the temple one day, Jesus had gone back to heaven. Holy Spirit had been poured out. They were full of the Holy Spirit overflowing with God. And they come to this man who was crippled for many years. And he said he was begging for money. And they said, silver and gold we don't have. But what we give you, we give you in Jesus' name. And they take him by the hand. He's miraculously healed. And he dances his way into the temple. And all the people are amazed. And I don't know how many people were there, but probably hundreds of people. And word soon would have went around. Then Peter and John, they start preaching to all these people and start talking to them, sharing about Jesus and sharing about all the, you know, who he was and he's raised from the dead and, and what had really happened. And all these people start believing. And we're going to pick the story up in Acts chapter 4, 1 to 4. And it says, The teaching and preaching of Peter and John angered the priests, the captain of the temple police, and representatives of the Jewish sect of the Sadducees. They were furious that people were being taught that in Jesus there is the resurrection from the dead. So Peter and John were still speaking. The Jewish authorities came to the temple courts to oppose them. They had them arrested, all for healing one guy all for praying for one guy and telling people about Jesus. And since it was already evening, they kept them in custody until the next day. Yet there were many in the crowd who believed the message, bringing the total number of men who believed to nearly 5,000 at that time. So there was 3,000 on the day of Pentecost. And between then and uh, this moment, which may have been a week or so later, there's suddenly 5,000 people who had said, we believe. So they made Peter and John stand in front of the council as they questioned them, saying, tell us, by what power and authority have you done these things? Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, answered, respected elders and leaders of the people, listen. Are we being put on trial today for doing an act of kindness by healing a frail, crippled man? Well, then you and everyone else in Israel should know that it is by the power of the name of Jesus that the crippled man stands here today completely healed. You crucified Jesus Christ of Nazareth, but God raised him from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that you, the builders, have rejected. And now he has become the cornerstone. There is no one else who has the power to save us. There is only one name to whom God has given authority by which we must experience salvation. In the name, the name that is the name of Jesus. The council members were astonished, and this one wants you to grab a hold of this. They were astonished that they witnessed as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. In fact, they probably had no education at all. They were just fishermen and ordinary guys. 
and just, you know, just didn't know a lot. They weren't educated men, but they had been with Jesus. They'd been with Jesus. Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with Him. Standing there with them was the healed man further they could say. You know, how much time do you spend? Because today we can spend time with Jesus. The thing that changed Peter and John was that they spent time with Jesus. Whatever happens in your life will be affected by how much time you spend with Jesus. How much faith or boldness you have, what you're believing for, will be affected by how much time you spend with Jesus. How do we do that this day? You, you sit and read the Word. You may throw on some worship music. You know, in the back in your car or wherever it may be, you might. There's different ways you can do it, but you're basically you're reflecting, you're spending time with Him, you're putting your focus and attention on Him and saying, Jesus, what do you want to say to me today? I love you. Thank you for your word that speaks to me. And you just spend time in His presence, whether it's five, ten minutes, an hour, whatever it may be, whatever time, whatever time you can make. But you spend time with Jesus and it changes you when you just spend time with Him. And as well as the Word of God, people, out of this story, people need a demonstration of the power of God. Because it said that they, they didn't know these, they were trying to argue with them. They wanted to argue their way out of this thing, but they couldn't because the man who was healed was standing right there. And every argument they would have had to come against Jesus and he's, he heals and the resurrection and all that kind of stuff was futile because the miracle was standing right there and there was nothing they could say. We need the Word of God, but we need a demonstration of the power of God with it. You, you prayed for Him and that was a demonstration of the Word of God. That story would have got told. He would, have been, he would be still telling those people that the next the day after whatever it was, I ran up the mountain. I went up the mountain, I walked 18 kilometres because some guy from Australia prayed for me. And the testimony, the power of God, the boldness of praying for someone. And so be the Word of God, but the Word of God also needs to be demonstrated. My sister was telling my mum just the other week, this happened a couple of weeks ago, about a story, a testimony that happened. And uh, a friend of hers in the USA works in one of the leading um, rehabilitation centres in the USA. And a guy had come in uh, who was a high-profile player and uh, had come in sore, thinking he had injuries and doing some tests. And they came and did some tests on him and discovered after also doing some biopsy that he had tumours all through his body. And so straight away, his, his family were a Christian family. So his family gathered together some other Christians and other people and told them, and they prayed for two days. They went back in two days' time and they rescanned his body, and not one tumor could be found in his body. And the doctor, and my sister said the doctor, because her friend was there, her, the doctor burst into tears. And he said, this is a miracle, and I've never seen anything like this before in my life. And so it's a demonstration that happened two weeks ago. Things like that are happening all over the place. We, the only reason we heard about that is my sister happened to be there. Otherwise, it wouldn't know. But that is happening everywhere. That is happening in our city. We have people walking in our church two or three weeks ago and a lady's hand was healed as she walked in the door. And no one prayed for her, but the presence of God is here to heal. And so the Holy Spirit 
takes us, like Peter and John, takes us from being someone who is ordinary to extraordinary. It's not about I'm a better person than someone else that doesn't know God, but because we we surrender our life to Him and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do through me? Come and move through me. Then He makes us into someone. He takes us beyond our own abilities. He takes us from what He gave. And suddenly we step out in faith. He thought that we things we can't do in our own strength or supernaturally can't do, God uses us to do it. So He takes us as someone who may be ordinary in someone's eyes and uses us for an extraordinary purpose. And Jamie said, you know, would have thought, I'm just an ordinary guy. I can construction worker but God said no I can if you allow me to and if you would just go and obey me and just go and pray for that guy I'll use you you may think you're ordinary but there's something extraordinary on the inside of you and it's the Holy Spirit flowing through you and when you lay hands on that he didn't know at the time but as soon as you lay hands on that man and just spoke in English he was healed so God takes the ordinary and makes the extraordinary Peter and John had bold courage because when you exercise faith it gives you boldness you only need a little bit of faith but when you step out in that faith suddenly that faith in God makes you think I'm I'm just going to go for it I just believe God can do it I just believe this could happen this looks impossible but who let's just give it a go let's just step out and give it a go Peter and John They didn't have silver and gold, didn't have what he was asking for, but they just prayed in faith and said, get up. That's all they said. And this guy's miraculously healed. And then they spoke and prayed and uh, and spoke to all these people in the temple with boldness, knowing that they were going to get criticised, knowing that these temples back there getting really agitated and really mad the longer they spoke. And they thought, we are going to cop it. And they just said, let's get the authorities. And they arrested them. Those prisons weren't nice and clean, didn't have TV, didn't have Foxtel, didn't have all that kind of stuff. They were, they were dirty, stinky, full of all kinds of disease, and they were praying for one guy. And it says in verse 18, that so they had them brought back in before the council, and they commanded them to never teach the people or speak again using the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, You can judge for yourselves. Is it better to listen to you or to God? There's a bold statement right there. These are the these are the these are high, you know, in people's eyes. These are like the important people. These are like the counselors. This is like the you know spiritual counselors, different people that they were high-profile people, all the people all wealthy and all that kind of stuff. And they're saying, Will you judge for yourself? Should we listen to you or should we listen to God? Because what he's really saying is this. You know, we can listen to you and there'll be no miracles. We can listen to you and there's not going to be people following Jesus or believing in Jesus and being set free. Or we can listen to God and we can see astonishing things and amazing things happen. That's what he's really saying. Should, should we listen to you or should we listen to God? As believers in 2019, we have choices to make as well. There's people that criticize God, criticize the church, criticize you for being a Christian. Maybe talk behind your back or say things or say that or whatever it may be. And we have a choice to either stay silent and go, oh, well, I I won't say anything because it might upset a few people. So we can choose to listen to that. And there'll be people that say stuff because they choose not to believe in Jesus. They choose to, they want to live their own life and don't, they don't want to surrender. And they just want to do want to do and live what they want, want to 
how they want to live and I don't want to live God's ways because that has consequences and, and I have then convictions and I have to change some things. I don't want to change, so I'll just do it my way. So there's always going to be people that make that choice. But we have to choose now for the sake of keeping the peace to shut up or say something about God. And the church was never meant to be silent. Jesus stirred stuff up all the time. These men stirred. They knew there was people who won't be happy with what they said, but they stepped out and did it. And guess what? When you step out and do it, God backs you up. And that's when the miracles happen. That's when transformation happens. That's when you see mighty things happen. And so, God, we have to make a decision. We're going to do what God wants us to do and be obedient to what God wants to do and step out in boldness and faith. Oh, I don't want to. If I do this, then someone could be upset. Yes, they might be. But a whole bunch of other people are going to be set free if you do. You're going to allow one or two people to silence you. Or you're going to listen to God and step out in boldness and faith. I want to challenge you tonight. Because our the church in general and out in Australia is very silent. There's some people that say some stuff and those people in the church, you, you know, and there's a way to do it, and there's a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. But we need to, every opportunity to step out in boldness and see the miraculous happen. God will back you up. We need to be we need to have the fear of the Lord in our lives and not the fear of man in our lives. There's three quotes. I don't know if we've got those. Um, photos up there we can throw them up if they're there the first one is from Edmund Burke he said this the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing second one says this same man all tyranny needs to gain a foothold is for people of good conscience to remain silent third one same man nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could do only a little you know the enemy wants you to be silent that's all he needs to do he's doing anything then he's winning but the moment you step out and start taking some ground off him he gets a bit nervous when the church starts taking ground off the enemy he gets worried start stirring up strife and stirring up trouble and stirring up stuff everything you can start throwing stuff left and right at your life or the church's life trying to slow us down because we're a threat to him and if and but if we keep pressing in and keep moving forward he'll throw some stuff but you put up the shield of faith and you walk straight through it and the enemy gets shut down and if you keep persisting he can only persist for so long and the church keeps moving forward and then the enemy is defeated Jesus has won the victory, but you've got to still go through some battles to win the victory. There's small victories along the way. So we need to step out in faith and boldness. The church, individually, personally, as a church, we need to step out in faith and boldness. And I like what it says at the end here, what Peter goes on to say. It's impossible for us to stop speaking about all the things we've seen and heard, he says to the guys. Come up with a crime that they could punish them for. They threatened them once more and let them go. All the people praised God, thrilled over the miraculous healing of the crippled man. And the man who received this miracle sign of healing was over 40 years old. 
As soon as they were released from custody, Peter and John went to the other believers and explained all that had happened with the high priests and the elders. When the believers heard their report, they raised their voices in unity and prayed, Lord Yahweh, You are the Lord of all. You created the universe, the earth, the sky, the sea, and everything that is in them. And they went on and prayed some more. Then they end the prayer with this. And this is what, and Jamie shared this part of the Scripture in Acts 4, 29 to 31. It says, Now, Lord... Listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak the Word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your Holy Son, Jesus. At that moment, the earth shook beneath them, causing the building they were in to fall. Each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit and they proclaimed the Word of God with unrestrained boldness. Not just a bit of boldness, unrestrained boldness. Not now just stepping out in some boldness, but all the believers that were gathered there. And if you go on and read in Acts chapter 5 and what happens after these incredible miracles, incredible move of God happens all through that region and just goes bigger and bigger and bigger because they were moving with unrestrained boldness. That prayer is a powerful prayer. Do you know about God? One thing about God is you get what you're asked for. If you're prepared to pray bold prayers and prayers that take them with like a risk of faith, if you're prepared to pray them, God is good enough to grant them. If you're prepared to take to pray bold prayers, big prayers, impossible, God is the kind of God that says, I'll answer that one. And He'll back you up. Because when you pray an impossible prayer, you can't do it without Him. You can't do it in your own fail, but God says, they need me, so I'm going to show up. So He shows up in the midst of your prayer. He shows up in the midst of their prayer, and the building begins to shake. We need to be people that pray bold prayers, impossible prayers, prayers that only God can answer, prayers that we can't do in our own strength. Prayers we can't do in our own finance. Prayers we can't do in our own way. Our abilities together as a people can achieve a lot, but we need to be praying prayers and believing for things that God that we cannot do without. God shows up in great power. Australia needs a church with unrestrained boldness. Church with unrestrained boldness. Churches in our nation with unrestrained boldness will change our nation. Quickly, God is saying, come on, church. Let's be people like the, the book of Acts. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.